So why don't you put your hands together and just give a really awesome Hope Center welcome to Matt as he comes. Thanks, Matt. Oh, Jesus. Wow. So good. Thank you, worship team. You guys are, ama are always amazing. It's just, oh, it's always so good. It's always so good. Um, I'm always in two minds when I'm here. I just Part of me is like, maybe we just get the worship team back up and we just keep worshiping. It's just, it's just so good. Uh, then I feel like I'm neglecting my responsibility, and so I've got this wrestling match in my spirit. But um, wow, what an amazing bunch of people. Just turn to the person next to you and say, you look amazing tonight. There it is. There it is. So, spirit of encouragement in the room. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> well, wow. <clears throat> Wow, Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Well, Lord God, we just thank you that you're in this room. And we thank you for all that you're doing in our nation, in the nations right now. Thank you, God, that in the midst of all the other chaos that's going on, God, you are moving like crazy. Thank you, God, that nothing is stopping your kingdom, God. Your kingdom is an unshakable kingdom. We thank you, God, for your glory being revealed throughout the nations, God. I thank you for raising up sons and daughters who know who they are and being sent through into the different nations of the earth, God. I thank you for all that you're doing, God. And I thank you that this community right here, this church right here, is got an important and, and chosen group of people. I thank you, God, for the specific role that you have for them. And Lord, I pray that tonight, God, you mark people in this room. I pray that you mark people in this room. I pray that there would be a marking in Jesus' name. A marking in Jesus' name. A marking in Jesus' name. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. Whew. Wow. Wow, well, thank you, Paul and Jody, for having me back again. Um, I wasn't sure if you would have me back again after I cut after I cut my hair and I, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. We'll just see if see if I get a round two with short hair. And so, thanks for having me back. It's um, yeah, it's awesome. And <laughs> oh, I've purposely not read the, anything about Samson since I cut my hair. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, you know, um, there's a couple of things that I want to share with you tonight. And um, there's just, there's, there's a message that I want to share to you as a church. But there's a couple of individual things and a few other things scattered around that it's going to be a little bit of spaghetti. This is going to be a little bit of a mix of a whole bunch of different things joined together. I'm going to try and weave it all together so it all makes sense and all's tied in. But, um, but I'm just going to try and I'm going to attempt to share all the various different things that are on my heart in a way that, um, that, that gets you. So, Jesus, just put your hand on your heart and say, Holy Spirit, get me. Amen. Put your hand on your shoulder of the person next to you. Not your shoulder of the person next to you. The shoulder of the person next to you that doesn't belong to you. And say this. Say, Jesus... Get them. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, is, is it um, illegal for me to put the pulpit down here? Is it, to, is it okay? Yes. Now I can see you because the light was really bright just right there. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, <clears throat> well just a couple of things. Um, first thing is I, I was praying this afternoon. Actually, I was, I was lying underneath a kofi tree on um, Jeff and Maggie's lawn, 
and their cat actually came and lay down next to me. They got a photo of it. The, the cat was just there lying in the same shape as me. And, um, and uh, that was cool. It's always good when you get to influence the cats. And I was just lying there, and I was just thinking towards God. And I just found myself just thinking, and then I would just find myself smiling and giggling and then thinking again. And then God was thinking towards me, and I was starting to hear some thoughts from the Lord about different people. And I just love to think with God. It's just such a good thing to do. But um, one of the things I, I started to see is I started to see movie production happening. And I started to see um, <clears throat> things around, around movies being produced. I started to see um, God wanting to um, anoint people to create uh, visual imagery that would influence a generation back to Him. And I just wanted to know if you're in this room and you have a heart for the, um, the, the world of film and production, or you have a, a heart, you have a heart, there's actually a movie in your heart, like maybe it's amongst other things, but there's something in your heart that's like, you know what, I actually have something in my heart to, to there's a movie in me, I, I, I'm, uh, or, or a film, a documentary, there's something in me around the realm of film. If that's you, I just want you to stand up. Awesome. Whoa, Jesus. Shukumarabaka. <laughs> yes, Lord. Well, this is, what I, this is what I saw, guys. I'm going to say what I saw, and I think this applies to both of you. Um, and it's a, actually, it's a grace that um, pa, uh, Paul and Jody, I, I think that th these two are standing up right now, but there's actually a grace coming on your house here for movies. It's going to go beyond the music, and it's going to go, it's going to go deeper into the arts. And I think that God's going to start to unearth actually a, fil a film thing from here. Like there's God's going to give you wisdom to know how to like really, really get beside people who have got a heart for film because God wants, to, wants films to come out of here. And it's going to be the beginning of something. And I, but what I saw is I saw the, the Warner Brothers um, thing at the start of a movie come up. And I felt like, wow, interesting, the Warner Brothers. What's about, what is it about the Warner Brothers? The first thing is they're brothers. And there's something about creating film in the context of family. There's something on you guys. You two are representing something that's going to be much larger out of here. And you're pioneering something from this house of, of, of a family-based film movement. There's something about creating film from the context of family. And the other thing, too, is it was, it's the Warner Brothers. And Warner is a warning. And I saw you guys creating films not to like scare people, but that would draw a line in the sand and say, this is that and this is this. And, and there was extreme courage coming on you guys to actually, to actually call a spade a spade, to say, no, that is that and this is this. And to be brave in your declaration of drawing the lines in the sand and actually drawing moral lines in the sand to say, no, 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 that is as far as this is going to come. And you can, you can take that in whatever way you want, but it was, it, I saw you making films that were drawing lines in the sand and you were, you were doing everything from telling stories to actually doing, doc, do, um, you particularly have documentaries coming out of you. Like you have documentaries coming out of you. You have documentaries that are going to actually expose some things and bring the glory of God into other things. You have documentaries in you that are gonna that are gonna like take infection out of the earth. I see like big wounds in the earth, and I see that the the wounds are infected, and people don't. Man, there's no antibiotic that can fix that wound, but the blood of Jesus can. And I see you speaking into the wound. I see you creating films into the wound, exposing the wound, and as the wound is exposed, the light of that exposure heals the infection, and there's a healing of the land coming from you. Jesus. Oh. So just, um, can we just gather around these guys? We're just going to lay hands on them and we just, let's just pray for these guys. Jesus, right now, we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing out of this house. We thank you for what you're doing out of this house. And we just say fire in Jesus' name. Sure, he ha. Lord, over this one, Lord, we just thank you, God, for boldness and courage and fire, Lord. Oh, Jesus. It's time right now. Something begins right now. Boldness. Boldness. I just feel right now as I've got my hand on you that the fire of God has just come all over my back. 
and there's like the fire of God on your back right now, God is standing behind you. <laughs> he's standing right behind you. It's like the Spirit of God is behind you right now. And he's saying, I've got your back in this. I've got your back in this. <sighs> wow. Holy Spirit. Whoa. Wow. Jesus. Jesus. More, Lord. Just... Just may this be a domino effect. May this just something incredible come out of this house in the realm of film, God, in this area. Holy Spirit. Um, I, also, I also felt this. I'm going to go a bit further on this later on in the meeting, but I felt like this as well. Um, this is, it's, it's really weird, is that what I saw, I'm looking at your watch and what I saw under the Kofi tree today is I literally saw your exact watch, but it had a brown strap, not a blue strap. And it's a brown, you used to have a brown strap? No way. Because <laughs> I was looking at your watch, I was thinking, man, he's got the wrong strap on. What's wrong with it? Well, he's got the wrong strap. This is, this is messing with my whole word. But it was your exact watch, but with a brown strap. But the face was going... From this face, which is interesting, that's Roman numerals. And, and then it was going to the, the wheel that's in the middle of the Indian flag. And it was going back to the Roman numerals and then back to the wheel of the Indian flag. And, and I was like, Lord, what is this? And I, and I didn't know it was you until I saw your watch tonight. I didn't know it was you. And I know about your story and your history with India. But I, I, was, I was like, Lord, show me the person with the watch. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Paul. And the crazy thing is, Seth was just here, and he's going to, he's, he said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be here tonight because I'm going to India at 7 in the morning. I was like, whoa, India. And what the Lord said to me is, he said, it's time for India. It's time for India. T tell that person it's time for India. So uh, God gave me a message, and I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have given it to you, bro, if I had seen your face. I would have been too scared. But... <laughs> But I, I didn't see your face, I saw your watch, and I can't deny that it was your watch. And God said to me, it's time for India. Tell that person, it's time for India. It's time for India. And there's something that is unlocking again in the nation of India. You once wore a brown strap. You're now wearing a blue strap, but you will wear a brown strap again. And there's something about something being reborn for you in India. And I saw you're wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> is, are you? <laughs> You're wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, he's also wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. And I said, cool, Lord. What, are you what is this? And he said, Thomas was the apostle sent to India. And there's a figure on a hill that's calling you back. There's a figure on a hill that's calling you back with fire in his hands. And there's a great cloud of witnesses saying, it's time for India again. And there's something, it's not just for you, Paul, but it's for this church is something that is a door that God wants to unlock in terms of your influence in India. And I know part of it is to do with Seth going now. And there's obviously a whole lot of elements to do with this. Your story, where you're from, all this, there's all sorts of different ones. If you have different connections of India, there's lots of different influences and you know elements of the recipe here. But God is unlocking the door in India again. And so right now, Lord, I just release that. Whoa. Jesus. Fire, God. And it's a brown strap, and it's this thing with the poor as well. Whoa. It's this thing with the poor. Shakalamasata. Shoo. It's time for the poor in India. Ha. 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 Jesus. Ha. That is funny. Holy Spirit. Uh, the other thing I saw, guys, is I saw um, someone here, and, um, and I saw you wearing a knee brace, and you had a limited range of movement in your knee, and there was something to do with keyhole surgery, whether you've had it or whether you're booked in to have it, but there was a limited range of movement in your knee through some kind of a sports injury, and who is that? Oh, Jesus. If you think it's you, it's definitely you. Limited range of movement in your knee. A limited range of movement in your knee. A limited range of movement in your knee. Someone at the top of the stairs? It's you. 
It's you. There you are. You. Jesus. All right. Just put your hand on your knee. Maybe if uh, can you can you leave your post and can you just put your hand on his knee and um, apologize if any editing doesn't happen in this particular moment. And let's just point our hands up to the up to the top. Lord, first of all, we pray that he doesn't fall out of the hole. And <laughs> Holy Spirit, we thank you for the angelic right now. We, we just release the angels right now. We thank you for a creative miracle in his knee right now. God, restore his knee. We just declare restoration over his knee. We declare fire over his knee. We declare healing over his knee, peace over his knee. We speak to that knee and we say, be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, running a long way. I see you running a long way. <laughs> I see you doing long, 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 long runs, very long. Jesus, thank you, Lord. You will run very long. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Jesus. Whoa. Oh, I've got more. On the, I've got some more stuff that I want to share prophetically over some people, but I'm going to share something that's on my heart that I just, I just been thinking, man, could I, you know, there's other things that I want to share too. And the Lord's just like, no, this is the thing. I want you to share this. And um, I'm going to share some of you at the men's. Who was at the men's breakfast? Cool. Well, you guys, I'm going to try and spice it up a little bit for you guys. Add a few little extra elements in there so that it's not exactly the same. But I'm going to share a little bit of, around what I shared at the men's breakfast. And it really, the reason for that is, I mean, you guys can all just be like, okay with this. Because Jeff, this is the fourth time he's heard it. So... <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm going to invite Jeff up now. He's going to just say what I was going to say. Um, no, um, the reason it's the fourth time Jeff is hearing it is because it, to me, is the most important thing to say right now, and I can't get my, I can't get away from that. So I'm just going to share it, and, and I'm going to be faithful with this message that God's given me. And it kind of began. Um, the story kind of begins with one of our, our well, our, we've been doing worship nights, worship and prayer gatherings in the Coromandel for the last little while. We've been doing regional worship nights, which include gathering people from all over the Coromandel, and they've been amazing. We've, we've loved them. We're doing these worship nights as a response to a prophetic dream that I had, which I've shared here before, which is God said to me, I'm, I won't tell you the whole dream for sake of time, but God said to me, I'm going to give birth to a, a worship movement in New Zealand that will in turn give birth to a missions movement. And, and he said to me, you can't put the, the cart before the horse. The horse has to come before the cart. It's worship. If the people will behold me, I will send them. If the people will look in my direction, the people will be a people that will gaze at me, that will worship me, that will give me their attention, I will send them to the nations. And so in a response to that word, um, the thing that's really burning on my heart is missions. But missions to what end? Missions to empower the world to behold the king. And so really, it's, it's this thing that's on my heart is missions to, to, to bring people into pure, authentic worship. And so we've been doing these worship nights and they've been really good. And we decided that we would shift gear a little bit at the end of last year and that we would try and focus our attention on our little town, Tairua, which is like I've mentioned to you in the past, is about 2,000 people. And tiny, tiny, tiny little town. Everyone knows everyone. You go into the four square, which is kind of all there is. You go into the four square and you're like, oh, hey, Mary. Oh, hey, Frank. Oh, hey. And you just can't go anywhere. It's like, it's like living in a high school is what it's like. It's like living in a high school. There's all the little groups, the gym group, the surfing group, the, 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 more, the people that like alcohol a little bit too much group, the, you know, the, the, all the different groups of the, you know, the, the more nerdy group. You've got all the different groups, and then you've got the guys that aren't really in a group. They're just like the super entrepreneurial people that kind of connect with everyone. All the different groups, exactly like a high school. And so that's what it kind of feels like. Everyone knows everyone. So we've been doing these worship nights in the high school. Um, and our first one was really interesting. 
we um, we rocked up. My friend Strawn and I. Strawn was the or is the musician leading the worship, and I'm the guy that just opens the night and prays for a few people and you know helps fill in gaps. And um, and so we invited everyone to come along. And there's probably I don't know around about a hundred, maybe a few more people in the in this little chapel, the St. Francis Chapel. And um, as people started coming in, we started to be like, people were like talking and they were saying, man, you know what? That's crazy. Did you see those three chickens outside? And we were like, yeah, uh, yeah, there are three chickens outside. And people were like, we've never seen three chickens on the main street of Taito before. They're all exactly the same. Three gray speckled chickens. Whoa, crazy. And, and you know, like the, then old Mary, who's lived there for 30 something years, is like, 30 years I've lived in Taito. I've never seen even one chicken in the middle of town. There's three chickens. Isn't that weird? Three chickens. Everyone's commenting on the chickens. And, 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 then, and then old, old, old you know, Jerry or whatever his name is comes, comes in the, like, man, I've been here for longer than you, Mary. I've been here for like 70 years. I'm not, you know, in my 90s now. I've never seen chickens in town like this. Before there was even a road, I didn't see chickens here. And, you know, there's, there's, everyone's, everyone's talking about the chickens. We start singing the first song, and the chickens start to, like, Jericho walk around the chapel. They just, just, just around, around this little chapel, they just, just and everyone's kind of like, Jesus, whoa, they're still, yeah, yeah, they're still, and they're, like, worshiping with one eye open, like, these chickens are up to something, man, they're suspicious, and they're, like, holding their purses, holding their wallets, they're just thinking, these chickens, man, what are these chickens up to? And, um, and then... It gets to, um, it was the, the second or third song, and the second or third song is a song by um, United Pursuit called Simple Gospel. And Strawn started to sing the lyrics of the Simple Gospel. He started to play the, the first chord, and the three chickens came and stood at the front door. And uh, they, it was like a Western movie. You could imagine like the big long shadow coming off them, and a just, like you just see, they're just like there, like... Storm chairs, little chickens at the front door. It's just kind of comic, you know. It's a, so funny. And, um, and he starts singing the lyrics, and the middle chicken's like, Bark! and just gaps it to the very center of the altar and starts to just, feathers going everywhere, like, Bark! and everyone's like, Now people are not like partially worshipping Jesus and a little bit, you know, keeping an eye on the chicken. Now they're like 90% keeping an eye on the chicken and 10% worshipping Jesus. Like, like this with their iPhones out, you know, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, like, whoa, there's a chicken in the chapel. It's like classic. So this, these, are the, these are the words that Strawn is singing. I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. So I'm laying down all my religion. I'm laying down. I want to know you, Lord. I'm laying down all my religion. I'm laying down. I want to know you, Lord. I used to think that I could box you in, but I'm laying down. I want to know you, Lord. I used to think that I could box you in, but I'm laying down. I want to know you, Lord. I'm laying down all of my religion. I'm laying down. I want to know you, Lord. And then the next one is, Lord, I've been told to be ashamed. I've been told I don't measure up. I've been told I'm not good enough. But you're here with me. And I reach out to you. Find me in the dust. You say no amount of untruths can separate us. I reach out. I reach out. And you find me in the dust. And you say, no amount of untruths can separate us. I reach out, oh, I reach out, and you find me in the dust. And no amount of untruths can separate us. I rejoice. It says, I will rejoice in the simple gospel. I will rejoice in you, Lord. And at that point, the chicken started going gangbusters. Like this particular part, it was like the rest of the song, the chicken was doing its thing. But at this part, the chicken just went wild. To the point that it was almost overtaking Strawn's voice. I will rejoice in you, Lord. I will rejoice in the simple gospel. I will rejoice in you, Lord. I will rejoice in the simple gospel. And, there's, and then he finished the song and the chicken went, and, and, and walked back out and didn't come back in. That was the end of the chickens. Never seen them there again. Crazy.
Strawn made a comment at the end of that. He said, I think we might have, that might have been, you know, that might have been a little bit of a prophetic moment. And it's in a St. Francis Chapel with an animal sign in wonder, you know, it's just completely fitting. Completely fitting. And there's a whole lot more to that story, but Strawn um, texts me the next day. He has a prayer cabin on his property, and in the cabin he has his desk with a candle and a few different versions of the Bible, some prayer books, and then he has above his desk a, an old-style oil painting. And the oil painting is just a pretty simple painting. He's got two in his room, and one of them is above his desk, which is where he prays every morning. And he said, I, he sent me a text and he said, I can't believe I didn't think about this last night. In fact, I've never really paid attention to the painting, but check this out. And he sent me a photo of the painting. It's a painting of a little chapel with three chickens outside of it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> How cool is that? And you know, you know what, what, what is the message? The message is this. I'm laying down all of my religion. I want to know you, Lord. I'm laying down whatever it is that I need to lay down because I want to know you, Lord. I want my everything, not 99% of me, everything in me is I want to go deeper into you, Lord. I want to know you, Lord. God, I rejoice in the simple gospel. And there's a, there's a, there's a restoration of the simple gospel. And there's so much, and the, the, one of, the, one of the, the characteristics of the way of the world that we are in, we're not of, but we're in. We're not of this world, and we're not of those characteristics. But if we're not intentional to be shaped by the world that we are of, then we will by default be shaped by the world that we are in, and by its characteristics. So if, so... Part of the characteristics of this world that we are in and not of is it is a world that is incredibly busy and distracting. Incredibly busy and distracting. And that is on purpose. In ancient Rome, when there was political dissent or when there was division amongst the people, when the people were starting to rise up, one of the, the intentional strategies of the ancient Roman government was to introduce things like gladiators, different sports events and different things like this. Why did they do that? They did it as an intentional strategy to distract the people from the things that really mattered. That's it. You can read that in history. And it's the, the, the same is still true today. Nations still use the same strategy today. And the enemy will still use the same strategy to the church and it will try and distract you from the things that really matter. I think like, for example, I mean, I know you're not allowed to talk about this at church now, but I think like the COVID years were an attempt of the enemy to distract us, into a, to draw us, to lure us into a conversation that doesn't matter. It doesn't add to us knowing Him. It doesn't add to the simple gospel. It doesn't add to that. It doesn't put a stick of fuel on that fire. Holy... There's a restoration. And you know what? The rocks are crying out. There's signs in creation. The chickens are dancing and singing. There's, 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 there is the chickens representing three, representing the Trinity. The Trinity is saying, join me in the dance. Come on, join me on the altar. Join the chickens, join create. Don't let the rocks cry out. As a church, but as an individual, God restore to me the simple gospel. I want to know, I'm laying down all of these other things, all of the extracurricular activity, all of the stuff that's just filling in gaps that don't need to be filled in. You know, sometimes we fill in gaps in our lives just because there's nothing happening there. Maybe God wants nothing to happen there. Maybe you don't need to fill in every space of your life. Maybe you don't need to fill in your entire calendar. Maybe you're allowed. Maybe you're marked by God to have margins of time where you can, where you can lie down under kofi trees. And think towards the Lord with no time pressure because you've got something else you have to do. Well, I'm a business person. I've got a business to run. Well, I'm a, a, a mom of 10 kids. Or I, know there's, I know there's things that put pressure on your time, but make time for the simple gospel. Do what you need to do to adjust time. I remember talking to my friend Della from India, actually. She, 
Whoa, she um, is an amazing, amazing lady, and she was considered the mum of 800 children. She ran an orphanage. Uh, they said that her and her husband said, no matter what child, if we find a child dumped on the side of the road, they will become our child. They had 800 kids the last time I went there. And she said, I've got to make time to be a mum to 800 kids. But then when you talk to her, I said, how's, how's your Jesus life? She said, oh, I just, I just make time for that. I just, I just make time. She tells me about all the time that she makes to pray and to be before the Lord. And she's waking up at like three in the morning to do that. But you do what you've got to do to make space for the simple gospel, to know him. You probably don't have 800 children. <laughs> so maybe it's a little bit easier for you to make time. Maybe you don't have to make it at three in the morning, but <laughs> do what you need to do. Hoy, it made me think of John 15. Holy Spirit. You guys that were there on the men's breakfast are like, yep, yep, we, we, we knew you were going to say that. But that's okay. I've dealt with that. John 15 <laughs> says this, I am the true vine. Oh, I'm just feeling the glory of God around me right now, by the way. I can just, I feel, I'm like not convinced I'm going to be able to stand here for much longer. I'm just going so light. I feel like I'm going to float through the roof. I, God's taking burdens off people's shoulders right now, by the way. God's taking that religion off. You just want to just say, Lord, I just want to let that go. Then just take a big breath out and just say, I just let that go. God's just taking pressure and expect, false expectation, expectation that doesn't come from the Lord off of people's shoulders right now. Just be free. Just be free. <laughs> I am the true vine, and my Father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Do you know another translation to that? If you look at the, at the Greek there, is he lifts up. <laughs> That's a different one. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he lifts up. You, look, you can do the own research on that. You could translate it as lift up. That's cool. And every branch that bears, that was for free. That was just a little thing. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it, be, that it may bear more fruit. And then it says this, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. That word clean is just the word pruned. One is a, a verb, one is an adjective. But it's the same word. Every, every branch that bears fruit is pruned so that it can bear. Why? So that it can bear more fruit than it's currently bearing. So that it can be more efficient in the spirit. So that it can be more efficient in the kingdom whilst on earth. God has designed us to not bear a little bit of fruit at the end of a whole bunch of dead wood. God has designed us to bear abundant fruit in every single aspect of our lives. To know Him in everything. The result of embracing the simple gospel and letting the simple gospel prune you into the state of knowing Him and walking in this, in this conscious union with God is fruit from everything. No dead wood. But every branch that bears fruit but still has dead wood, God prunes. The vine dresser prunes so that it can bear more fruit, so that it can be more productive, so that it can... It can walk in more of the works that, were that, that, that that branch was designed to, work, to walk in. And then it says, But you are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. What is the, what is the, the Father is the vine dresser. I am the vine. My Father is the vine dresser. How does the vine dresser prune? This is how the vine dresser comes and prunes your life. Practically speaking, if God wants to cut um, distraction and, and he finds things in your life that need to be pruned, how does he do that? He does that by speaking to you. He does that with his voice. His voice is his pruning mechanism. His voice is what causes you to come into an efficiency in the spirit that he's designed you to walk in. It's his voice. What is it the picture of? It's a picture of a grapevine 
little bit of fruit here, but in between the fruit and the source of life that's producing the fruit is a whole bunch of space that is absorbing the life and, so, and stopping it from producing the fruit that it's designed to produce. So it's only producing a little bit of fruit because so much has been absorbed by dead wood. If you go to a vineyard, you'll see that if it hasn't been kept, the vine will have a whole bunch of dead wood. And what dead wood does is it says, I need help, I need help, I need time, I need time, I need attention, I need attention. And it's shouting at the source of life saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. And it's a black hole that's not going anywhere. <laughs> and so the life has to get through all of the dead wood before it gets to the fresh wood that it can produce fruit from. But on the way, it loses 90% of its potency. And it's inefficient, it's an inefficient use of life. So a good vine dresser will go, hey, you know what? It's bearing fruit. Cool, that's cool fruit. I mean, that's good. Thankful for the fruit, but whack. And if you're the branch and you haven't experienced or been with the vine dresser as it's been as he's been pruning other branches, you're probably thinking, whoa, hang on a second. Hang on. Uh, just checking in. If you cut all of that fruit off, does, 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 is it is it gonna, uh, you know, am I gonna have anything left? It can be scary to let go of stuff. I was with my friend a little while back, um, probably about six months ago, and I met, I, just to context, as I met my friend, you guys know my friend, I won't say his name though, but um, now you're thinking, and um, he's not in this room, and I was with, with my friend, and I met my friend at uh, Whangamata Beach Mission, and on this beach mission, I met him because we were leading people to Jesus together with signs, wonders, and miracles. We were healing the sick together. We were seeing like literal signs and creation together. We were praying together, and God was shaking people's lives. It was, and I said, bro, we're going to run together. And he was like, man, we're going to go up and down New Zealand preaching the gospel. And I was like, man, I'm into it, man. I'm, let's do it. And, and, that's, and that's how I first heard about you, because he was talking to me about you, you guys. And so I was like, wow, cool. That's awesome, man. And um, all this cool stuff, and I, I was just like, we, we, were, we would hang out together, and we would do evangelism together, we would pray together, we would, we would, um, we would preach to each other, it was, just, it was just awesome, and I just saw him recently, and he's, I was, what have you been up to, bro, and he's like, you know, I'm, I've, I've, got into, I've got into real estate, and I was like, mate, you would just kill it with real estate, you've got the gift of the gab, eh? like you could sell anything to anybody, and he was like, yeah, man, I, I am actually killing it. I'm, I've got a big team now and I'm kind of like one of the most successful real estate agents in New Zealand at the moment. And, um, and I was like, that's so good, man. That's so cool. And he was like, I was telling, he was like what are you up to? And I said, man, you know what? I've, I'm praying a lot and uh, hanging out with my family and then praying a lot and just t t started telling him God's stories. And he was like, He's, he he's, was sitting on a log and he pulled out his vape, you know, which I, I just share this with you because it, it paints the picture. He pulls out this vape and he says, man, I'm so, I, I hope, please, I hope, is it okay, you know, that I smoke this next to you? Because I'm like, bro, just do whatever you need to do. I don't, it doesn't worry me. You just smoke that next to me if you want. And he's like, I just get, I've just been getting so stressed, bro. I just like kind of need this. <laughs> and, um, he's, and he looks at me, he's got tears in his eyes and he's like, man, I... I wish, I long to have what you have. I want, I miss, he said to me, I miss Jesus. I miss, Je I want Jesus back. I miss Jesus. He said, I talk to Jesus, you know, every now and again, once every couple of weeks, I'll sit down and I'll just give him my attention. Every time I do, I just bore my eyes out, man. I just, I just weep because I just, I just say, Jesus, I miss you. I want you. I miss you. And he's like, and this is what he said to me, but I don't know how to have him because I don't have time. Because I'm either 100% a real estate agent or 0% a real estate agent. There's no in-between. You, you, you can't be a part-time real estate agent you, and be successful. You have to be 100% or nothing. And he said, if I slow down, I lose everything. What, what's that? What is that? That's this. That's, if I let the Father prune me back to the life source, back to the good old days of hearing His voice and seeing signs, wonders, and miracles and living in the life of Jesus and fully trusting in full reliance of Him and hanging on every word that's coming out of His mouth and just rest and hanging my entire life and well-being on what He says. If I go back to that, 
Will I lose the fruit at the end, all the money that I've made and the success and the houses that I've been able to buy and the financial provision that I've been able to give to my family? And these are good things because it's, it's a wise man that leaves an inheritance for his children. It's awesome to set yourself up financially and to have all these things. But if it is at the expense of separating or being insulated from the life source of Jesus, it is not worth holding on to. And I, and I could see the wrestle. I could see the, the battle in his heart of, if I let go, man, I don't think Jesus is going to give this to me. And I was like, if I could just switch a switch in you and just, just say, courage to let the sword of the Lord just chop that branch off. If I could just say, just have courage and just open, just let it go, man. It's not worth it. You need Jesus and you can have him. You just need to let that go. You just have to let that go. But I couldn't switch a switch. Every person has to switch their own switch. <laughs> no one can switch it for you. No one can do that for you. You have to choose to trust them. You have to choose to lay down all your religion, to lay down all your life, to lay down all your choices, to lay down your timetable, to lay down your calendar, to lay down your restrictions, to lay down your fears, your limitations. The life that you are designed to live is beyond your capacity to live on purpose. It's meant to require the life of Jesus. If you're living a life that you can live, then you're living beneath the life that you've been called to live because you've been called to live in the supernatural power of Jesus. And that requires a decision to be fully trusting towards Him. I was walking down the beach the other day thinking about all this and I was singing to Jesus and I was just singing, God, your voice is a treasure to me. Your voice is the greatest treasure of my life. And I started to think, without your voice, God, I, I, I don't even think I could wake up in the morning without your voice. I don't think I could exist without your voice. I don't think my life would be a mess without your voice. I just... I would just be a complete and utter disaster without your voice. And every time I feel any distance between me and your voice, God, I feel disconnected from you. I feel like I don't know you. But when you speak to me again, I feel, God, I want to know you. And I feel that thing coming alive in me where I know God. His life is in His voice. And His voice prunes us and brings us back into this life source. Every time He speaks, it's like this this. This grace comes on us to, to chop out the dead wood. And as we obey the things that He says, and as we trust in the things that He says to our hearts, we are drawn back to this life source and living in the fullness of life that God intends for us to live in. There's nothing like the voice of God to keep you fresh in the Spirit. We are in need of the voice of the Spirit. You are in need of the voice of God if you're not hearing God every single day of your life, you need to adjust something. You need to change. It's not just enough to just hear God through a prophet at a conference once a year. I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know that you guys already get this, but I'm just saying it again. Because <laughs> this is a well of the voice of the Lord. This is a well of His voice. This is a well of His life. And as you all even step it up another level and say, God, I'm pressing in. I'm making time. I'm going to go find a coffee tree to lie underneath. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I, I'm going to, for me, for Matt Lansdowne, it's walk tie to a beach. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to walk tie to a beach in my own way. And I'm going to make space in my life for the voice of the Spirit. And not just to hear, but to then obey. What is this? It's a simple gospel. I want to know you, Lord. I realize I couldn't know my wife without her voice. Now, that's not true of everyone. Some people feel uh, have a grace to know people by just sitting next to them. So I recognize that this is actually not true of every person. But for me, for the way I'm made up, I need conversation. I need a voice. And it's in conversation, it's through hearing the voice of people that I feel connected that I know people. I know, I realize I'm a person that knows people by their voice. And I know the Father by His voice. And I just have been refreshed lately thinking about how, how much a treasure His voice is. And how much, man, if that's a treasure hidden in a field, 
I will sell every single thing to have that treasure. Knowing that if I give up every single thing, the things that are important for me to have, He will restore to me as I buy the field. And the things that aren't important, who cares? There are things that you think are important that He doesn't think are important. And there are things that you might not think are important that He thinks are really important. And there are other things that you both agree on. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus. So that's what I want to pray for you tonight. I want to create some space. I want to create some space for you to just say, Jesus, if there's dead wood in me, I don't want any distance between me and your voice. If, if your voice has to pass through a whole bunch of dead wood before it gets to me, oh, Jesus, smash that dead wood out of my life. I surrender it to you. And I pray, I'm going to pray for you in a second. And my prayer is going to be, Holy Spirit, reveal where the dead wood is. Show us where the dead wood is. Show us what is in our lives. Show me what is in my life that is insulating me from the voice and presence of God. Show me what, maybe it's a, maybe it's a time issue, a busyness issue. Maybe it's a fear issue. Maybe it's a... Um, control issue, maybe whatever it might be, but there'll be something. Some of you have got a little bit of dead wood and others of you may have a lot of dead wood. I would say all of you are bearing fruit. So pat yourself on the back. That's awesome. But even the branches that bear fruit are pruned. Even the ones that bear quite a lot of fruit are still pruned. Every branch is pruned. Ah, Jesus. So can we get the the band, uh, the, some, or it's some kind of music. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. I got a couple of things I want to just speak over some people. And then we're going to pray as a, as a group. Okay. Um, oh, ha, ha, ha. Um, oh, I feel so bad. I'm always so bad with names, but I'm going to give this a crack. It's Krista, right? Did I get it right? Yes. <laughs> That's a big deal for me, by the way. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, hey, Krista, I just um, saw something over you as we were worshiping before, and I saw um, um, I, I saw a pruning over you, um, but it, it was a really interesting thing. I saw like I saw like God wants there's this amazing fruit coming out of your life. But I, when I looked at the fruit, it was different to every other piece of fruit. And it reminded me of this person that I met actually in Upper Hutt. And he, uh, I had a prophetic word for him. And the word was, I see you with a seed and you're taking out all these seeds and you're passing them out and they're growing trees. And he said, that's crazy because I literally own a rare fruit business and I sell rare fruit seeds so people can grow fruit trees in their uh, tropical fruit trees in New Zealand. And I teach them how to do it. That's what I do. And I said, well, that's so cool. And I was reminded of him. And I, I saw like there's, there's rare fruit coming. I feel like there's a word for you. There's rare fruit that's designed to come out of your life. It's not common fruit. It's rare fruit. It's fruit that's not seen often in this land, maybe in other lands, but not in this land. And there's something about you that is, is like counterculture in so many different ways in New Zealand. You don't, you don't always fit in here. But there's something special about you to bear rare fruit in, a, in this land. And what I saw the Lord doing is I saw him actually pruning you. This, is gonna, this might sound funny, but pruning you theologically. I feel like there's going to be a whole bunch of questions come up for you in this coming season of theological questions where you're going to start to ask questions that you haven't thought of before, that you haven't asked before. And sometimes it's going to feel like, whoa, this is kind of scary asking these questions. But I feel like the Lord is going to start giving you questions to ask that are like big questions and theological questions. And I see God leading you on this journey of refining your theology the way that you believe in God and what you believe to be true about God. I see Him refining your theology and I see God then lifting you up and you becoming a bright light of wisdom and revelation to people so that they can know God deeper. I see you walking through a journey where, you, where, where there's going to be a wrestle, but it's going, to, it's going to land you in this incredible, beautiful, 
wonderful union with God. And you're going to be able to show people how to get there. And I see you taking people and you're saying, you know what you need? I'm just going to untangle your mind. And you're, and you're, you're just untying their mind so that they can be free theologically and in their mind to know God. There's a gift on you for that. There's a gift on you to, amongst many other things, but there's a gift on you to teach. And there's a gift on you to impart revelation to people. And so, Father, whoa. Bless your journey. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I also um, saw this. I saw, uh, you know, we've talked about India tonight, but I saw this shoe coming out of the open heaven over this place, and it was a golden sandal, and it had asterisks. There were asterisks shoes, and they had the wings on the side that make you fly when you wear them, and there were these golden asterisk shoes, and I saw them coming down. I saw them landing on different people's heads. And then I felt the Spirit say that God's wanting to empower a missions movement from this place. And that God's actually going to start to unlock not only India, but there's going to be like a real stirring towards missions from this place. And God, God wanting to empower missions. And this is an apostolic church. This is an apostolic hub. It's not just a pastoral church. It's not just a church that attracts people and just looks after people. You do that as well. But it's a church that has a heart to send people to the nations and to different parts of New Zealand, empower them, train them, equip them, and send them on fire for Jesus into the nations. And I know that about you guys, and I know that about this church, and there's something fresh in that in that realm wanting to come on you guys. And I just wonder, some, you know, everyone plays a different role. Not everyone's called to go into maybe, you know, the, the full-time realm of missions. And some of you are called to, to, you know, look after the home front. And that's awesome. That's, there's nothing less about that. That's actually incredible. And you've got to be true to your calling in God. But there's those of you here and there's, a, there's something that's begun to stir in you over the recent months, even the recent years, even maybe the recent weeks around mission. And God's been starting to speak to people about, about nations. Some people have been having dreams at night. There's people have been having dreams about the islands. And you've been actually literally having night dreams about the islands. And you're like, whoa, this is tripping me out, man. What are you saying about these? Am I meant to go to the islands? And I feel like the Lord's saying, yeah, you are. But you're meant to go with the blessing of the family. And I just want to ask you this. If, if there's something that's been stirring you in the realm of missions, I just want to ask you to stand up right now. Huiakaramaka. Oh. Ah, so many of you are the ones I was thinking about. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy, I, I like this. It's so good. <laughs> Unlock something, Lord. Just close your eyes. Just receive this. If you're sitting down and you're not standing up, then feel free to just... Put your hand on one of these people. Feel free to gather around them. This is the cool thing is that when people stand in this kind of context, they're standing from the strength of an apostolic family. They're standing from the strength of an apostolic family. They don't want to just go on their own. They're, 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 they're saying, hey, Lord, prepare me to be sent from the context of an apostolic family. That's a, that's a way bigger deal. Whoa, ha, Jesus. Sonny's just... Sonny's just just right now beginning to rest on you. Something is just right now beginning to rest on you. Something's just right now beginning to rest on you. God, I thank you for a lifting up. I thank you for a lifting up. I thank you for a perspective coming, God. I thank you for vision. I thank you for sight. I thank you for hearing, God. I thank you for your fire right now. I thank you for a fire marking these ones, God, burning in these ones, God. I thank you for a grace that burns, God. I thank you for, a, for the oil that doesn't run dry, God. I thank you for the anointing for the, for, the, for the road ahead, God. I thank you for the, the anointing for the oil that keeps the lamp 
burning, God. I thank you for the, the plumb line of intimacy that's, God, right over each of these ones, God. I thank you for the rhythm of heaven, God. I thank you for the timing of heaven. And I just pray, God, right now that you would unearth ascending from this place, that there would be such an equipping of the saints to be sent into the nations, God. I declare that there will be an open door right now. In Jesus' name, I just release those golden sandals, <laughs> those golden sandals to, to, to run at a supernatural speed, to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and not grow weary and not grow, not grow weary. Who doesn't grow weary? It's those that wait on the Lord shall run and not grow weary. <laughs> they shall rise up on wings like eagles. They shall be sent. That was my addition to the Scripture. Ha. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Shoo. Whoa. Holy, 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 holy. Wow. Jesus. There's something about something about even those islands over you, man. Just shukurama kasiziri dibiki, shizi dibiki, siziri dibiki. I see some of your life being spent on a boat going from this place to that place. <laughs> Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. So God's just starting to show you things right now. If you're standing up, I just feel, I just see like God coming. It's like He's coming next to you. He's coming in front of your face and He's unrolling these scrolls in front of your eyes and he's wanting to show you like instructions, clues, imagery of some of the places, some of the people. And I just declare that your eyes will be open. Whoa, right now. Right now, I declare favor over you and divine appointments over you. I declare that everything that you can't work out on your own strength, God would work out. I declare that every, I just feel like a John, there's a John the Baptist moment right now where he's making straight the way for the Lord. And there's crooked paths that have been made straight. And there's always a prophetic word that comes. There's always some kind of prophetic moment that comes to straighten out the way so that you can walk in it with Jesus. And I just declare that this, this happening right now, that God is straightening crooked paths and He's making a way for you where there may have not otherwise been a way. Jesus, wow. Man, I just feel that same thing as I was praying for you. I just feel that same thing on my back again. Like it's like there's fire on my back. Ha. Jesus, God has got your back. God has got your back. God has got your back. His glory is at your back. Wow. Jesus. Oh. Ha. Shoo. Jesus. There's another thing right now that I feel, and I just saw this image. You guys can... Stay standing. You can sit if you want to. You can lie on the floor. You could even stand on your head if you want to. <clears throat> Just stay in the glory. Just stay in His presence. Just keep on receiving. God, God's not finished with you yet. But I saw this thing of, I saw um, a pile of armor, and I saw this person just bust out through the armor. And I said, who is that person, Lord? And he said to me, that person is David. And I said, what is that armor? And he said, that's Saul's armor. And I feel like there's this thing where God is freeing people in this room of Saul's armor. And I see this pile of this mountain of armor and there's David's, not just one, but many David's just going, stuff all this armor. And it's just jumping up in freedom. What's Saul's armor? Saul's armor is this thing where I must protect myself. I must do what I need to do to protect myself from the enemy. What is David? David is, my God is my protector. I don't need that armor. I don't need that armor to weigh me down. God is my protector. I can fully trust Him. I can fully just walk in Him knowing that I can't do it, but He can. And some of you have been feeling weighed down by the pressures of life, by fears, by the responsibilities, and by the expectations that maybe religion or even maybe other people have unknowingly put on you. And maybe those people aren't even the ones that have put it on you. Maybe you've just received it for whatever reason. Because that spirit of religion likes to come into even churches like this. 
that targets people. And we can just go, Lord, we say no to that. And we can stand up and we can be free. Freedom looks like zero fear. Freedom looks like when you, when you feel afraid, you say no to fear. Freedom looks like being brave. You can't be brave unless you're afraid. But being afraid doesn't mean you're full of fear. Being afraid and having courage means you're brave. And freedom looks like you can be brave knowing that your father's with you. That's David. That's David. And some of you are stepping into new realms, new territories. Some of you, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is shifting things up in your life. And I tell you what, it's happening all over the body of Christ right now. It's happening all over the world right now because we are stepping into a new day. In fact, I'd be brave to say we have stepped into a new day. We have already stepped into the beginnings of a new day, of a new era in the Lord. And God is shifting so many things up right now. And if God is shifting things up in you, you're in good company. But be brave. And some of it looks like, some of letting go of Saul's armor looks like this. Lord, cut off the dead wood. I want to go back to the source of life again. If that's you, just, just stand on up. If you're like, man, you know, I am a David. I am a David. That, that is, you've just kind of described some of my situation. I am a David and I say no to any of this armor. I say no to any of this stuff. I want to be free to be the person that you've called me to be, Lord. I, want to walk, I don't want to just be that. I want to walk in that way. Walk in the truth of who I am and who you say I am. If you say it, God, who am I to disagree with it? If you say it, God, who am I to add to what you've said? I just want to take you at your voice. I want to take you at your word. Ha, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Father, I just ask you to get the snipper tools out right now. I ask you to get the pruning, the golden pruning tools out right now, Lord. I ask you to get them out in the spirit, Father. And I ask you just to come around people and with your kindness and your love, God, with your presence, God, with your embrace, God, to prune people back to that first love where nothing else was necessary, where nothing else was needed, where everything else was just a waste of time, where everything else was dirty rags compared to this one thing. Jesus, you're everything. And I just declare that over you, that your heart cry from the deepest part of your soul, that you would stand on this earth and you'd say, Jesus, you are everything. Jesus, you are not most things. Jesus, you are everything. <laughs> I am in need of nothing but you and what you say I need. <laughs> if you say I don't need it, I don't need it. I just, this is going to happen right now. I just, some of you have got like this fear thing on you. And the reason I say that is because I can, I all of a sudden just right now can feel it on my chest. And I 100% know that's not me. <laughs> so I'm going to just break a spirit of fear off of you. Some of you actually feel like a tingling on your chest. And God just wants to set you free from a spirit of fear that has held you in a space of being afraid. Right now, I break that spirit of fear off you in the name of Jesus. I release the blood of Jesus that makes you free. Fear, go. Ha! Wow. Some of you are just going to feel really light all of a sudden. It's going to feel very light all of a sudden. Don't worry, you're not floating in the air. Your feet are on the ground, but you're just going to start to feel very, very light. Freedom. 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 Ha, 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 ha. Freedom. Ha, 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 Freedom. Whoa. Freedom. Whoa. God, we just... We just look to you now, Father. We look to you. <laughs> oh, you say, Jesus, 
Show us the way back to our first love. Show us the way back to that first love where there was no insulation, where there was nothing, no distance, where, where it all began. God, I pray that any space in every person in this room where there is distance between them and that first love, that source of life where it all began, God, I pray that you would just Houdini that right now. You would just disappear it. You would just disappear it right now. Lord, I thank you that in this room there's a grace to reconnect to first love. To reconnect to first love. We're going to finish with a song. Is that cool? We're going to finish with a, with a first lovey kind of a song. And, uh, <laughs> and it's what I want to say, guys. If that's you and you're like, you know what? Something's happening in my heart right now. Maybe, maybe in your mind, there's people here, maybe your mind hasn't quite caught up with it. Maybe you're like, you know, I, I didn't really think that was really me, but something's happening in me right now. Then I'm talking to you. And there's other people that maybe it hasn't started happening in you, but in your mind, you're like, that is me. I want to return to my first love. There's something in me that's just saying, you know what? There's a need right now for me to come to the Father and say, Father, by your voice. And in fact, I've heard your voice tonight. I'm coming to respond to your voice and I'm saying, Father, prune me. Prune me back to the source of life again. We're going to finish with the song. And what I'm going to ask you guys to do in response, if that's you, is just to come up the front. And when you come up, you don't need to wait for me to pray for you. I'm going to be going around. I might pray for a few of you. But we're going to just finish with the song. And I just want you to take this time to say, Father, here I am. I'm making this space for you. And I'm saying, Father, start this pruning process on the end of me. Maybe you, maybe you finish it tonight, but may, or maybe it just begins tonight. But Lord, I'm responding to this and saying, yes, God, do it in me. If that's you, then just come on up the front. You can come right now. Holy Spirit, just make some space. You can just imagine that there's a big kofi tree here and you can just make some space under the metaphorical kofi tree to just bask in the voice of God right now and let His presence prune you as we sing the song.